last week we talked about wives and submitting and after a week of practice you you pretty much I've nailed have it, it down nailed it i'm not sure there's really anywhere to go from here nope i'm perfect at it but for the sake of being fair i'm not i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing with you mm-hmm. for the sake of fairness and also because if there's one thing on this channel we like to be it's accurate to what the bible says we probably should look at the rest of Ephesians chapter 5 and see what it says to us as husbands. That's probably a good idea. Let's get into that. Before we jump into today's episode, we just wanted to share a few things with you. First, we'd like you to like this episode and then subscribe to our podcast. If you're doing that on YouTube, also hit the bell notification so that you know when we post anything new and then share this with somebody that you feel like would be this would be beneficial for. That's right. If you would like to support our show further, uh, we would welcome that. You are welcome to do that at anchor.fm slash marriage by design to check out your options for supporting the program financially. Otherwise, guys, the links to our social media are always in the description of every video, so feel free to check those out there. And now, let's get to the show. Hey, I'm Andrea Warnock. I'm Nathan Warnock. And you've joined us for Marriage Monday on the Marriage by Design podcast, and this is a time where we get to talk to you about God's design for marriage, where we see the Bible in that, um, what the Bible has to say about that, and then how we live that out practically. That's right. So we have been going through the Bible and just talking about the various passages in the Bible that talk about marriage. And we are currently in Ephesians chapter 5. In fact, we just started Ephesians chapter 5 a week ago and talked about verses 21 through 23, I believe, uh, 21 through 24. And those portions start with, with Paul addressing the church body in general and saying, um, we should all be submitting to one another as to the Lord. But then he launches into, within the marriage relationship, how that submission is supposed to look. And first he addresses wives and says, wives, submit to your husbands, um, and carries on from there. And we talked about that a week ago. love for you to go back and have a look at that uh, if you didn't have a chance to join us last week when, when that came out. And I'll link to that uh, episode right up. There. So you can't see it. It's magic. Oh. The magic of the YouTubes. Uh, if you're listening to this, please go back and listen to our last Marriage Monday because <laughs> we do talk about uh, wives submitting to husbands. And here's the thing. So often Christians, and particularly those uh, who are called to marriage ministry, as Andrea and I are, get a bum rap because selectively people go, well, it seems like you're always talking about that submission of a woman to a man thing. And, you know, why aren't you ever talking about it the other way um, with regards to what the man's responsibility responsibilities are, which, of course, we do. And we have for two over two seasons now of this program. But we're also going to do that again tonight. So tonight we're going to start. And in fact, we did one week on the woman's calling to submit to her husband. We're going to be doing several weeks on the man's responsibility before his wife. And I guarantee you, if you're someone who has felt like guys get it off easy, 
uh, in the marriage relationship. Uh, you will not, after listening to this week and the next few weeks of the Marriage by Design uh, podcast for Marriage Mondays, because the the calling yeah, that, that Paul gives men to actually men bear the largest responsibility, the larger responsibility. That's exactly right. Um, because as we talked about last week, not only do men bear the responsibility of leadership. Right. So one of the, the great parts for you wives about your calling to be submissive to your husband is when you submit to your husband, guess who's on the hook for whatever those decisions are? My husband. Your husband. Yeah. Right. To, other than to the extent where you allow your husband to drag you into sin. Other than that. Which if, you shouldn't. It, which you should not. Other than that, if your husband is, if you're submitting to his taking a work job, if you're submitting to his area of ministry at church that he says you and he are getting involved in the church that you attend uh, whatever other sub daily submissions that you that you submit to for your husband he's on the hook for those things right and and I, I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not but submission doesn't mean I don't insert my opinion right I mean, it's not some quiet yeah, we're not, you're not a doormat. Right. I'm not quietly being led by somebody who's just making all the decisions willy-nilly or making all the decisions without my input. Right. So, yeah. that's Submission is not, I'm just letting him tell me what I'm going to do with my life. Right. So, anyway. Right. Um, so, that's, that's, that's good. So, the question is, then, what does Ephesians say to men? Uh, and we're going to start talking about that uh, right now. So... We're just going to take one verse uh, for this Marriage Monday, but I really want to start talking about it because it really sets up the entirety of this conversation. And as men, we darn well ought to be thinking about this. So Ephesians 5, verse uh, 24? No, sorry, verse 25 uh, is, what, is what we're going to read from today. Ephesians 5, verse 25. It's Paul addressing the church in Ephesians, in, in Ephesus, and he says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Uh, and in true Paul fashion, that's the first clause in a sentence that's going to go on for two more verses. But that in and of itself is a complete thought. And so I want to, I don't want to continue on uh, before we take a second to think about that. So, this is a specifically a calling to husbands, right? That We see that from the very first word. He had said, wives, submit to your husbands. Now he's transitioning to husbands and saying, husbands, love your wives. There are, and we've done an entire series on this on Marriage Monday, there are uh, a number of words for love in the Bible. What is it? Four, maybe, yes. words that are used for love right. in the Bible. There's um, phileo, which is like Philadelphia. That's where like the, the, the name brotherly Philadelphia, love. brother, city of brotherly love in the United States. Um, phileo is the love of a friend, right? Friendship type friend love. Friend, yep. There's uh, storge, if I remember right. I believe that's familial love. I believe mm. that's familial love uh, because... Uh, then the other kind of love, and this is the one I'm I'm not pulling off the top of my head. That's sexual love. That's like uh, er, er, eros. Uh, is that right? Uh, I don't remember. Right. So go back and check that series out, um, and I'll I'll try to remember to link to that at, at this part in the video. But then the fourth is agape, and agape love, as we talked about in that series, is uh, unconditional, perfect love. It's the love that God shows for us and husbands. It's the love that we're called to here 
in this part of the verse. So this husbands love your wives, the Greek word that's used there is agape love. Um, agapeo, I think, is the actual uh, Greek word, but someone will look it up and you can tell me where I'm wrong in the comments. But that is the type of love that is that is uh, required by the Holy Spirit through Paul in this verse. So we're just four verses in, and you already see where this is headed, right? Wives, you're called to submit to your husbands as we as the church are called to submit to God. Husbands, you're called to love your wife with the same love that God loves us as his people. And specifically, as he's going to point out here in a minute, that Jesus loved us when he was here on earth. It's not like husbands love your wives, like make them feel good and romantic necessarily yeah, you know, romance them up yeah. and, you know, make sure your life is Nicholas Sparksy. Right. It's that's not what we're called to do. We're called to love our wives. Not that that's a bad thing. Well, BT dubs. Yeah, but that's not that's tied into that. Like that's like, man, I'd be off easy if all I had to do was make you feel romanticized. Like that's where I'm not minimizing the beauty of Nicholas Sparks romance. I'm just saying that cheapens what we're called to if that was what I was called to. Because I could, you know, make sure there were fresh flower petals petals in our bed every night when you crawl into bed and you know make sure that you know you're that in sync is here to to sing you a lullaby when you go to bed uh you know i could do i could do those things but love you like christ loved the church right that's way more than that it's not in lieu of that because you do want to be romanced right that's that's part of loving you as christ loved the church but um and I guess I just gave away the second part of that verse, but it's love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So uh, that as Christ loved the church part is important because Paul's bringing it back to specifically husbands. You're called to love your wife. Jesus, this guy that lived and I mean, this is Paul's lifetime. Paul was alive during the life of Christ. So, you know, he's saying this guy we all just were talking about, you know, those few years ago that lived his life from start to finish for these people that he loved. That's how you should be living with regards to your wife. Yeah. And so, man, when we think about that, uh, that that word as, where it says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, that word as is uh, a, a comparative word, meaning like uh, to, my favorite of the definitions was to the same degree that. And I think, man, mm. we're called to love our wives to the same degree that Christ loved the church. Mm. I mean, so, so when it says, and then it says, and gave himself up for her. That word gave himself up is the crux of what I want to share today to those who are listening. That word means, the, the, the Greek word means uh, turn oneself over to. So the way Christ loved the church and turned himself over to her. Right. So meaning um, we talk about wives submitting to their husbands, 
But in a similar but different way, husbands are called to do a similar thing to their wives. We're called as husbands to turn our lives over Mm. to our spouse. Now, how's that different from submitting? Well, Christ didn't submit his will to the church. He gave his life up for the church. Right. Like, the entirety of what he did here on earth... like. You don't ever hear about Christ hanging out with the people and then it had been a long day so he hit the bar, right? Like, or it had been a long day so he played Call of Duty for several hours, right? Like, he, he there was no, well, I'm going to do this for a while and then and then I need me time. Um, it was it was Jesus and, and look I'm not forgetting the parts of the Bible where God went up on the on the mountain or had quiet time between him and his father so I'm not I'm not minimizing that um, I, what I am saying is that was time connecting with his father in pursuit of the giving himself up for his people so mm-hmm. that was recharging spiritually what I'm saying is apart from the times when he was, spending time with his father, his entire life was lived in dedication to these people that he loved. So for us as husbands, we're called to agape love our wives in the sa- to the same degree, in the same manner as how Christ loved the church, and to turn ourselves as husbands over mm. to the service of our wives. So if your life doesn't look like or isn't marked by service to your wife, I believe Paul would say you're doing it wrong. And and so I guess that leaves husbands in a similar vulnerable position that we left wives in a week ago, which is the question uh, for wives is, well, what if my husband is asking me to do things I don't want to do, right? Not, not, not that are immoral to do, but things that I don't want to do. And the answer to that was, will you do them because you're, you are living in submission to him. In the same way, I guess we leave husbands in this place of, well, but I don't want to. I don't want do to do right. this stuff that my wife needs me to do. I don't want to. I don't want to take the kids so that she can go hang out with her friends for a weekend. I don't want to have to. We put the kids to bed and then. I have to like pick up the house every night. Like I don't want to do, they're just going to get the stuff out tomorrow. I don't want to do all of that. And the, 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 the space I leave you in as a husband is that's your job. Your job is to give yourself up for your spouse. Yeah. So really it ends up being a mutual submission sort of relationship. Yeah. With with the caveat that the husband gets the final say on these kind of marital decisions. Right. But so it's not even I don't even know that I would say maybe submission's not the right word on the husband's side. You know what the right word is, and we're gonna get to it uh let's see. Um Well, when we just did get to it, then in that second half of that verse twenty five, and gave himself up for her. 
wives, you're called to submit to your husbands. Husbands, you're called to die. That that's what you're called to do. Die to yourself. Right. Yeah, on like, behalf of your of your husbands. And I think we've talked about this before, you know, as men, are you willing to die for your wife? Most men would say yes. Right. Right. And honestly say yes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Like really truly think think, yeah, if I were in that situation, I would give myself my life for her. But are you willing to take out the trash for her? Right. That's, you know? That's it's exactly a, that's, right. That's the dying to yourself part. Right. And that's where... Which, by the way, it's not for her. It's for your household. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's really ultimately for your savior. Um, yeah. And, and I don't... I mean... Uh, that's a long topic we could get off on. But anyway. Right. Uh, and sometime maybe it'd be fun to have that conversation on the air. Because I don't even know. It's semantical. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree from the standpoint of, and this is a, this is, I think a, where guys have gotten it wrong for a long time, but like, you know, you still, there are times when like you've gone on trips and your Mm -hmm. girlfriends are like, Oh, that's so amazing that he's staying home with, with the kids so that you can go on a trip. And it's like, well, well, they're, they're my kids too. So, right. I mean, of course, I, I would mean, I'm do thankful that he's that he's there. That doesn't negate the fact that I'm thankful that he like, you know, is happy to I guess that's he's happy to for me to go on trips or go out to dinner or w- with my girlfriends or whatever. But uh, but yeah, it's weird because I'm like, well, those are his kids, too. Shouldn't he <laughs> yeah. take care of them? Well, right. But these things go both ways, too. Um, because, you know, and that's the thing about the Bible. It's an equal opportunity offender. Because we can have that conversation and guys can get, like, a little up in arms about that. And then we can say, well, now let's have a look at what the Bible says about sexual intimacy between spouses. And immediately... Nine out of ten females in the room want to do literally anything other than have that conversation. Sure. So the, 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 that's the thing about this marriage thing is it's it's a it's a seesaw it's really a, that is a really difficult thing to balance, except for just one thing. We do these things in our marriage as our sacrificial offering to the Lord, and can only do them through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so, it should be a constant giving yourself away. That's right. For your spouse. That's right. So in all ways, we can do that, right? Uh, you know, for, for in a sense, for us to go, hey, husbands, add a boy for taking out the trash, right? The, the wives would go, uh, well, it was his trash too. In the same way, women that are like, add a girl for having sex with him when you didn't want to, <laughs> guys would be like, well, but that's what you're supposed to be doing. So, see, we both can do those sure. things. And I think that's where what we have to recognize when we think about what the Bible teaches about marriage is it's really hard to do this if we're not reliant upon the Lord. And for me, that's where we realize that this is just a picture of our of God's desired relationship with us. Because I don't know about you, babe, but I can't do, I can't treat my kids in a way that's honoring to God. I can't, uh, 
work out my job as a manager and as an employer uh, as as to honoring the Lord. I can't keep my thought life in order honoring the Lord unless I'm submitting myself every day to the Holy Spirit's power in my life because the draw of my flesh to do what I want to do is constantly hounding me. Mm-hmm. And so for us in marriage, of course it would be a thing where God would call us to do the things where when I do them, all my buddies would be like, oh man, you're like the best husband ever. And all wives would go, feels like you're just doing what you're supposed to be doing. And vice versa. Because the things I'm called to as a man come easier to you as a woman. And the things you're called to as a woman come easier to me as a man. Why would God create it this crazy way? Because then the only way we can do it is by living in constant reliance upon him. Mm. Which is really where we're supposed to be of from course. the beginning. Right. So, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's our verse for today. So, uh, husbands, if you're watching this, um, it's good to spend some time thinking about what level of sacrifice do I live my life with Mm. on behalf of my spouse? Can I honestly say I give myself up for her and... There's no condemnation here. I mean, I think all of us would say I have good days and bad days or good moments and bad moments. I know I do. But can we spend some time in our quiet time going before the Lord and going, Lord, will you do a work in my heart to help me better understand what it means to sacrifice, to give up my life for Andrea as you gave up your life for the church? And in what ways can I implement that into my life? I mean, that that's really, that's the practical part here. I just was speaking at my son's school to ninth and 10th graders. And I brought up that story of Jesus saying, you know, it's the whole, if you've been in Sunday school, you've heard it. The man that builds his house on the rock and the storm comes and the house stays standing and then the other guy builds his house on the sand and the storm comes and the house gets wrecked. But we forget the first part of that verse. What Jesus is saying is, those who hear my words and do them are like the man that builds his house on the rock. If you want to build your marriage on the rock, you need to know what the Bible says about marriage, but that's not enough. Do it. You need to know what the Bible says about marriage and do it. Yeah, and we come across so many people on both sides, all three sides, I suppose. People who don't know what the Bible says. Right. So how could they do it? Right. But yet think that they do. Yeah. People who know what the Bible says and they just don't do it. And I can do hundred every single time their life is a mess. Yep. And people who know what the Bible says and do it. Right, yeah, and we come not we always, come, but but that right, they are they but are we come across right. all, all three, and I was right. and and the, I, I cannot think of an example with the first two where it isn't a mess. With the first two uh, circumstances, I, I mean, I would almost go as far as to say, you're, my my viewpoint on this is you're in a better position if you don't know what the Bible says about marriage and you're just doing your own thing, like. Well, yeah, I mean, 
not I mean, not, I mean, if not, from not if you're not if you're claiming standpoint. Christ. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 right. I'm, but I'm saying people that come in and they're like, "I don't really care about this God thing." Right. We're, yes. We're we're just married and yes. we've always I'm, loved I'm each saying, other. Sorry, and here I'm, we are. Yeah, I'm saying all three of those with people who claim, oh, claim Christ. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that, and that's I mean that's because God's just not going to let you get away with that. So that's good, babe. That's that's good. Well, I hope this I hope this challenges you, uh, wives, if you're watching this you may be having the thought right now of well how do i help my husband to mm, know what the bible says about um about marriage there's Babe, certainly you, well there's certainly nothing that? wrong with you know encouraging your husband like hey can we read the bible together about marriage or right. can we do that in tandem with reading timothy keller's meaning of marriage or whatever and if he's opposed to that then okay then he's opposed to that for now and if he's not if he's for that great then that's a an awesome starting off point and um and i'm sure you guys will grow in in biblical marriage quickly but a lot of times you may hit some resistance and then just okay and then you can you yourself can do the you know the looking into what God says about biblical marriage on your own and not make him feel guilty and you don't need to shove it in his face and you don't need to badger him about, about it, you know, do your own thing, pray for him a lot. Right. And trust that the Lord is going to pursue him. And at some point maybe he'll come around to you and say, okay, what is it that you're finding out? Or, um, yeah, but don't nag. Yeah. That, that'll just, chase him away right, right fast. What is it that you're learning or whatever? But if he doesn't, then he doesn't. Right. And you have to trust that the Lord can can nag him. Right. Right. For you. Right. Right. All right. Guys, thank you again for joining us. I always appreciate uh, these Marriage Mondays. Appreciate you guys taking your time to to check us out. Um, love you to have love to have you share this with someone you think it would benefit. Um, love to have you leave us comments if you have thoughts uh, comments questions anything welcome to leave those or hit us up at marriagebydesignpodcast at gmail.com otherwise guys we will have a family friday coming out for you this later this week apologize that was totally my fault for not getting that out last week but we will get it out this week talking about uh isaac Isaac. parenting lessons we can learn from isaac that's right until then guys thanks so much for joining us and remember god is for your marriage. Have a great week.